Welcome to the Sit and Bent Podcast. Today it's going to be a good one for sure. And you know, when the boys won't tell me something until the podcast turns on, it's going to be a good one. So we have this new deal with Will. Will needs deals because... I like deals. I like wheeling and dealing things. The, the best part is that Will invented this deal all by himself. The responsibility mustache. I love it. It's warm. So maybe you guys are familiar with the concept of training braids. So in martial arts, you would do a training braid. And if you went a day without training, then you would cut your braid. So if you have a really long kind of pigtail, that means that you've been training martial arts for a very long time. That's why uh, Anakin Skywalker has one until he, you know, that's what that is? <laughs> yeah, that's why he has what the little the rat devil? tail. I always thought that was the weirdest hairstyle ever. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> it's a training braid, man. Yeah, oh. man. It's a training braid. I actually didn't oh. know that either. That least, well, I mean, I've heard of the training. I didn't realize yeah. that was the Star Wars thing. Because right when he starts, uh, you know, being a Padawan, he kind of starts it at the end of The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. And then it just gets longer and longer until he turns to the dark side. Yep. Oh, no. And then he gets all of his hair burnt off. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the moral of the story here is that Will has decided that his mustache is the mustache of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if he does something irresponsible, then he has to shave it off. Mm -hmm. So I think our first order of business here today is to debate whether or not Will has to shave his mustache. I didn't want to tell you guys this at all. It was <laughs> that doesn't make it more mission. responsible. It was an undercover mission. Katie let it slip. We were out with dinner... Uh, with Ethan, and she just let it slip while I was trying to what keep did you a secret. Do? So, I'll, I'll explain a little more pre-story before we'll, we'll or backstory there. Yeah, yeah, so we went snow biking, and um, uh, I so Will and I were snow biking. Katie was on a snowmobile, and then we went out to dinner afterward. And uh, I was trying to talk Will into buying a snow bike, and in the process of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you were like, we should go bouldering. Well, that and too, I but I was like, also thinking about going to Spokane. Katie, That's I was right. like, I had this whole plan set up. She's like, oh, yeah, we don't have plans tomorrow. And Will's like, it's Sunday. Like, <laughs> wink, wink. And oh. I was like, what's Sunday got to do with anything? Yeah. And he kept, like, trying to get her to understand. And then, I mean, he could have still just not told me. Yeah, but, but he, he decided. What did you do? I don't. I still don't want to tell you, but... He, he bought an R1. Yeah. So you bought the fastest motorcycle you could buy. Yeah. The, the fastest one I could get my hands on. It was such a good deal. I just could not pass it up. So what did you get? That's a 2009 R1, one owner, 7,000 miles, original plastics, never raced, OEM, like, everything. Like never perfect. raced. Perfect. <laughs> like, this man just bought it and just let it sit there for... A lot of years. And then I came and gathered it for very cheap. <laughs> How much? 5500 bucks, And they're usually like 10 grand. So. Well, it's a lot of horsepower for 5500 bucks. Yeah. It's also a lot of horsepower yeah. for January in a place where it snows a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Have I you just, driven it? Uh, yeah, I drove it in Portland a little bit. It was really nice. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this was supposed to be like a black ops mission like i had it all planned out i was gonna hide it from everyone in my life you don't even have a garage where is it just sitting in the snow no at five o'clock in the morning today i think i put it in katie's parents garage 
<laughs> this doesn't. They haven't doesn't found really out yet. Sound like there. a whole responsible situation. Yeah, I does don't it? know, but make sure you're talking to your microphone. Will. Okay, yeah. You can bring it towards you a bit if you. Yeah, it's on this it long, better. extendable thing. Yeah, there you go. There we go. But <laughs> I don't think just buying the bike is irresponsible. If anything, it was such a good deal, you could flip it, and that would be a very responsible thing yeah. to do. He's not going to do would that, be that, though. So responsible. <laughs> <laughs> I told him the responsible decision would have been to buy a 450 that he could supermoto, and then in the winter, it could be a snow bike. That's what you're talking about. You were like, oh, yeah, I'll just get a supermoto, because then I'll be forced to drive slow. See that, But you would not believe. Like, I had this whole situation planned out. Like, late at night one night, I just, like, woke up with this thought in my mind. I was like, I need an R1 right now. And I started looking, and I found (laughs) this man and he had this premium R1. And when I met him in person, he was like, when I met him in person, <laughs> sorry, my headphones are a little low right now, but I can't really hear myself. But when I met this guy in person, he was like, I knew you're the one that needed this R1. This is your bike. So like, this guy knew who you were? He would, No, he just like knew that I was the one that needed the bike. It sounds like he's just a good salesman, Will. No, I'm a good <laughs> swindler because this man... This man had like hundreds of messages. He offered me the cheapest price, and he's like, "I don't know what it is about you, man, but I just knew you needed this bike. You are very charismatic and lovable." Yeah, and <laughs> it just you know it was very nice. So he had it, had it listed up in the summertime. I wanted it when I crashed my other bike in the hospital. I messaged him, and I'm like, <laughs> "Hey." I just crashed my bike. Is this bike still for sale? And he was like, yeah, but um, he was running into title problems with it and stuff. And so he just took it down and then it went back up. And I was like, this is the time, but I don't have a truck. So I talked to my buddy Davey and he runs like a snowmoplow business and stuff. Snowmoplow. I don't know what, what you call it, but like he puts sand on people's driveways and like makes it safe. To drive places. Nice. And he has, like, a very manly truck. Mm. And so uh, I helped him, like, sand driveways early at the crack of dawn on Sunday. (laughs) And then we just took the truck with all the sand in it and went and picked up an R1 and had a really good time in Portland. And then on the way back, they closed the highways on us. So I just came from the highways of Portland, Oregon, to Reinhard this morning. Really? Yeah. You look well-rested somehow. Now, this is where you're really losing it because no, but that is not a responsible decision. Well, no, we didn't know. We I left know, responsible teasing. and stuff, but we just got we got stuck out there because there was over 100 semis just in the middle of the highway, and it looked like a city from far away. Like, you could see the lights and the clouds. What the heck? And then there was no way to, like, and here's where the responsibility takes a little dip, okay? But <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> Davey has, like, this really cool blinky light. Like, it looks really official. Like, it's like one of those oh snowplow lights. <laughs> and so we needed to get to an exit backwards down the highway, like, a good long way, like a mile down the highway mm-hmm. to get onto another road to get us out of there. And so we finagled our way around, turned around, grabbed a couple, like, swindlers with rear-wheel drive cars and stuff and was like, follow us down the highway the wrong way. We'll get you out of here. And we just <laughs> started driving the other way down the highway, found a road, 
Like, that road was really swindly. There was all this ice and stuff. We were out there for so long. Like, yeah. I, did I ran you into sleep a s- last night? I can't really disclose that <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I think I it's just, no, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really tried. I think Ethan brought his shaver just in case. Uh, no! <laughs> I think... I think that buying a bike isn't irresponsible, but you probably have noticed ever since you bought your Honda that can't go over 4,000 RPM, I don't track you on Life360 anymore. Yeah, pretty nice. I'm turning back on my Life360 <laughs> subscription right now. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, man. All That's right, Will. I'm literally tracking you. See, and, and the, the deal was that he couldn't speed on the way to work. and But see, now I feel like... For the responsibility mustache. Yeah. You know, we can't tell you what to do on the weekends, but mm. we can shave off your mustache yeah, if you go, uh-huh. say, 180 miles an hour on the weekend. Oh, How fast know? will that bike go on the highway? Like about 180 miles an hour right now. But really? it's like completely <laughs> all stocked. You know, once I put the nice exhaust on it and stuff, it will go a little faster. So, But I'm not planning on reaching any speeds like that. Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cool. It's really cool. It matches my suit and it's just really cool so your life 360 isn't even on you got to turn that on man it's been off for a while yeah, well you got to turn <laughs> it on the now. honda experience <laughs> but yeah we just loaded it up got it into katie's parents garage i still don't know if they know it's in there but <laughs> oh, you wait your girlfriend's parents don't know that you put a new motorcycle no in her we were like crafting late at night we showed up in this diesel truck and like slowly rolled it into their garage and it's just in there does this bike at least have a title yep clean title one owner okay (laughs) i mean i don't think that's irresponsible just to buy the bike but you're turning on your life 360 after this (laughs) podcast oh you could lose your mustache at any moment just be aware i I agree because you know you could buy the bike and just have it in your garage and look at it and that's not irresponsible Mm -hmm. but and drive it like normally the first time it goes triple digits (laughs) unless you're on a track where that's legal oh mustache is gone mustache be gone for real i spent so long growing this mustache (laughs) yeah you've been at it since your trip in november right yep wow that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) i haven't trimmed it at all two month mustache right there yeah that's awesome how long have you been working on your mustache steven oh i was born with this mustache oh Oh, (laughs) that is what they say on the streets no i don't know i don't think i've shaved it for Um. i don't know yeah have you ever seen me without a mustache ethan you would remember I better mean, than Edwin. Yeah, when I met you when you were sixteen, you oh, had okay. you yeah. had basically no mustache, but yeah. <laughs> um, I spent then. twelve, you've, thirteen you've, years. You've <laughs> trimmed it. You've <laughs> trimmed it back enough that it doesn't. You know. Yeah. yeah. I should just let it go for thirteen years and see what happens. But I usually yeah. tell people that I mm. you know, trim it when it reaches my eyelashes because mm. I don't want it to get in my eyes <laughs> if I get in some high winds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of Will's Honda, mm. the other night. I was playing Fortnite with your account, mm-hmm. and I turned my mic on, and it was your girlfriend playing on your account. Yeah, and I was like, she does that oh, all the time. Where's Will? And she was like, Oh, he's cleaning Subaru grease out of his Honda. And I was oh. like, How did he do that? You want to tell the good people how you did that? Yeah. So um, when I was moving out of my shop, I put all my Subaru grease in the back of the Ute because I used it to move out. 
translation, and, used engine oil. Yeah, used in five gallon buckets. Yeah. And uh, with the so, lids not so I had actually on, just about sitting. 15 gallons of Subaru oil. And I finally took it out of the ute and put it in my Honda Civic and forgot about it for months, like <laughs> two months. <laughs> and I'm driving around, I'm like rushing to get on this boat that Katie works on. And someone pulls out in front of me and I slam on the brakes and I just hear goosh, 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 goosh. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, it's the Subaru grease. And I like start seeing it like filter in because it was in the back of the car and I see it like filter in and I smell it. And I'm like, oh, and I get out in traffic <laughs> and open the trunk and it's like dripping out. And I'm like, oh, man. So, <laughs> and that day it was supposed to be like negative temperatures. It was just supposed to be terrible. But uh, I decided to take it to the car wash and pressure wash the entire interior of my car. So it's really clean now. Yeah. But on that day, it froze like a block of ice. Like, <laughs> 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 thankfully, it was the weekend. So I just like let it run for hours with the heater on it, kind of dried itself out. Mm. What's but, funny uh, about this is I was on that boat waiting for. Oh, really? Because Katie was like, can you get a hold of him? Like, his phone isn't working again. And I was just already on this boat because Katie got us all on, and it was a great experience. But I was, like, waiting for Will. So I'm on the balcony of the boat, like, looking for him. I figured I'd recognize him because he was running late. I figured I'd see him, like, running down to the boats. And then I finally do see him, and he looks all distraught. And you were (laughs) supposed to bring Katie lunch. The reason you didn't bring Katie lunch is because you spilled oil all over your car. All over. (laughs) It was terrible. <laughs> because you had 15 gallons of yeah. used oil and they all in five-gallon buckets, and the lids were not snapped on. Yeah. They were just sitting on top of the bucket. So you could have just snapped it on and avoided the whole Probably, situation. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he could have just, you know, taken, taken him, him to be recycled yeah. like the day that yeah. he took him away. To be fair, though, Subaru oil is kind of like that was like very contaminated oil. So I was just having a hard time at oh, yeah. first. I was like planning on taking it somewhere. Um, but I realized I was like super contaminated with coolant and a whole bunch of stuff. So I was like, where do I put this? I'm just going to have to make a scene. I'm going to have to make a big bonfire or something. <laughs> I think they'll take oil that has coolant in it. They just can't take it if it has gas or oh yeah stuff in it because it, it gets very volatile. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong on that. but Yeah, that stuff was just super gross. And to yeah. have it in my car, it was like the grossest. That stuff smells not like oil. It had like bacteria in it, so it just <laughs> smelled really bad. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, it was sitting in the back of the ute for like yeah, six months got, or something. Yeah, it was really bad. So yeah. mm-hmm. I guess now it's in a car wash somewhere. It had to go somewhere. <laughs> Good job, Will. But I did take I did take a lot of towels. The responsibility part of me, I took like a bunch of towels and like soaked most of it up, oh. and then I used the vacuum cleaner and probably destroyed it. But <laughs> vacuum cleaned up the rest of the oil and then washed it. So uh, I mean, at least the vacuum stuff is going to be filtered in some yeah, way. The I rest a, of it is just I didn't just in like the environment wash it now. all the da- way down the drain, but like most of it leaked uh, out on the way there. So uh, it was like. <laughs> Well, car washes do have oil water separators. Yeah. I You've learned, learned this recently. That. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, you, so at least there's that. If yeah. you want a drain in your garage, then you need a $22,000 oil water separator. That's what they told me. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's probably good because people like me are going to come by and just Yeah, just yoink. But if you just spill oil in your shop and then sweep the water and oil and stuff outside, 
Nobody cares. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what you should do, but <laughs> technically, like, they, you, yeah. you're right, though. They do. I, I learned yeah. that somewhere recently, too, that, that you, yeah. if you want, if you put a drain in your floor in your shop, mm-hmm. you have to have an oil water yeah. separator. I wanted to do that in my shop, and then they were like, this is how much it is just for the device, let alone getting approval from the city, and costs money, and all this and stuff. Yeah. I was like, nope, I'm going to have the most simple shop you've <laughs> ever even seen in your life. <laughs> it might not even have walls, just a nice roof. Oh, by the way, I actually saw on Marketplace this morning a steel structure kit like this that somebody bought and didn't ins- didn't put up. Really? It's a smaller, it was a 30 by 40, and it's a standard gable roof, not a single pitch, uh-huh. but they only wanted 35 grand for a whole, a whole kit. You should send that in my DMs, man. Yeah, just see I mean what's it's up. not bad. I mean for for a yeah. whole, it's it's the same brand as this actually. Wow. Which I don't recommend the company in dealing with them, but oh. the product is good. Yeah. <laughs> How much was yours just for the steel? Like ninety thousand yeah. with the with the um, insulation yeah. and doors. It it's doesn't like, have windows and doors, so that would add. You know, you'd yeah. have to add those in. But and you have the nice roof and yeah. the backfill and like. Well, a and bunch the overhangs of stuff. added a lot. I I did overhangs on this. Oh. And they, with they they normally don't have overhangs. Yeah. Really, they're just like a square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's ah. the standard issue, and oh. it was like an extra ten grand just for overhangs. So oh, <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. That's so, worth it, though. But anyway, it's it's in like Coeur d'Alene. It's a whole the whole kit. I think he said the, the the walls are blue and the roof is dark gray or something like that. Metal. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, I'll look into it. I have a interesting car update. Oh. I guess so. <laughs> the Tesla was like on its last leg, like hardly working at all, and that's what I daily drive, obviously. And so, the just words out there on the internet and what I've heard is like the Tesla dealer people are like really kind of strict and like brick cars all the time and like don't help you in certain situations. But especially if you have a totaled car that was bought at auction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So our car is salvage title, not recertified, lifted, holes in it, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll see if they'll replace my battery, but because it's like a special Tesla thing. And then to I'll be fair, to be clear, not the not the big battery, yeah, just the, the little twelve volt one that runs the accessories yeah. <laughs> and the windshield. I figured maybe they'll do the windshield, so we brought it to the garage, removed the roll cage, brought it down there. I was expecting like we had GoPros going. Will came with me. We were expecting <laughs> a like a, a confrontation thing that we'd like put in a video. Whatever happens, happens. You know, we were preparing for that, but nothing happened. They were like, "Oh, this is." awesome this is so cool how did you lift it like they had me pull out the hood pins and show them where you put the radiators <laughs> and stuff like they were so stoked and then one of them had seen it on instagram he's like i was wondering if you guys were gonna come in i knew you were from around here and then he like ran across this giant warehouse and got someone else and showed him the car <laughs> like everyone was so stoked and then on the phone they told me that uh, it's a fee to get it recertified. They run these tests on the battery to see if it can supercharge. But they said there's no reason that that car, even with its ridiculous modifications, like you didn't modify the powertrain at all, did you? And I was like, no. They're like, yeah, as long as your battery is okay, we could reinstate it for supercharging. Did you do th- did you do that or they have to go back it's for a, a different appointment? It's a different appointment. Oh, okay. And, yeah. it, and it could cost between like up to $2,000 depending on how things go. What does that why, mean? Wait, why would it be I up thought it to, was like, $300? What are they going to have to do that would cost $1,000? It's like uh, the test, the first test is like $300. Oh, and if, if that doesn't work, more. they don't charge you. 
Oh. But if that works, then they need to test some other stuff and test some other stuff. And so it just kind of gotcha. goes down. Yeah. So you're saying it's a $2,000 test for that because they're going to have to check all of exactly. the things. They're going <laughs> to have to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like it, I think he said, like, I got to see what the price is right now, which, which would probably be worth it if we lived somewhere that there even were superchargers. Right. Yeah. Well, or if, or if we plan on selling it, which we've talked about, because yeah. then then someone could yeah. supercharge it, which would make it a lot more valuable to Yeah. Them. What is the sell. closest supercharger? Is it Spokane? Or? It's by the Target in Coeur d'Alene. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's a big one there too. And then there's a huge one in Liberty Lake at the service center. Mm. And then there's even that one like really nice one at that jank gas station kind of by Ritzville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So you could, if we got that car enabled for supercharging, you'd need to make more stops than someone with a regular Tesla. But we could like drive that thing to Seattle. Easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we had super a bunch of stops and yeah. charging. Yeah. So it could be its range is not what it used to be. Yeah, the the lift and the rock sliders and just the, the whole front end is completely open. Like the whole the part cage, of the car that's everything. supposed to be aerodynamic is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We ruined all of its aerodynamics. Yeah. But it's been so cold here recently that you guys will see it in a forthcoming Grindhard video, but they loaned me a very nice card. We had some fun with it while we had it. it. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil the video. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, it's been, like, the coldest ever in 20 years, has it been, Ethan? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably more than that. But I've lived here for 20, um, what, um, basically, well, we'll call it 25 years now. And uh, I've never seen it this cold. It was at the house here. It was... <laughs> You guys trying to get a LaCroix sponsorship? I am. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Is that, that. That looked like a very product placement. Oh, yeah, I that. Switch like, the oh, logo yeah. towards the camera. Um, the thing is, is, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> I've put so many hours into trying to get us a sparkling water sponsorship, you guys wouldn't <laughs> believe. I would believe, actually. Like, I've talked to every single one. LaCroix, the people that own LaCroix. What? Like, and they won't give you a sponsorship. You're like their no, biggest fan. Not even Wait, free product. Wait, weren't we making some progress with Liquid Death? Yeah, I thought Liquid Death offered us free product. Yeah, and then they were being weird about like sending them specific Facebook content and like oh. stuff and like which we do do for a fee, but right, it's just we can't do things like that really anymore because it competes with other right, deals. Right, other, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it was kind of going somewhere, but yeah. And I was like, hey, just send us like a, you Case know. Case of sparkling uh, water, yeah. Yeah, and like I think what they were offering was kind of just like a box of like oh. a six. What? That, that's like $4. <laughs> well, that well, I mean, <laughs> liquid death yeah. is kind of expensive, but still. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that so many people are willing to do like really a lot small. of work for free. Right. That... There's no point in them like it's just funny when they'll send podcast. when they'll send people like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of parts or tools and stuff for like hardly any, you know, not really expect much in response for like yeah. sparkling water, which is so cheap, it's well, whatever. Yeah. It's just funny. <clears throat> we did recently lose a brand deal. Oh. Because which one? we're too dangerous. What? Too Wait, dangerous. for which? It was um but we haven't done anything dangerous in so long. <laughs> <laughs> Who the devil? How did Wait, we lose? What was it for? It was, 
Oh, it was like a very normal thing that like sponsors a ton of YouTube videos. Like, uh, like it was like a VPN or like Skillshare or something like that. Uh, well, those ones are weirdly like the most yeah specific persnickety. Yeah, hmm. but did when is the like last time we did anything dangerous? Every day. By most people's like standards, <laughs> literally just me existing uh, in this <laughs> shop is dangerous. <laughs> I mean, like, but the hundred mile challenge. What? Like, That's not. That was very safe. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess Will, when Will rolled the Chang Lee and put his head through the window and he wasn't wearing Try a helmet. Been a little dangerous. Yeah, it was pretty it's, dangerous. Yeah. Uh, oh, or when just we towed a- Steven in the go-kart. Yeah, I mean, literally every video, there's <laughs> yeah. something that people would consider. When I rolled this chopper down the hill and ran into the fence. like Dangerous. To us, it's normal. And to yeah. a lot of people who watch, also, yeah, it's, it's normal. normal. But to insurance companies and executives, it's... Yeah. Dangerous. What, what did, what was, uh, I probably won't actually say the name because they did sponsor us in the end. I don't want to give them a bad, bad, uh, <laughs> bad name. But th- remember when they were, we, like, we were trying to get a sponsor and they were, uh, they responded and it was like, we don't want to oh. be associated with Red Bull drinking hooligans. Yeah. yeah. Red <laughs> Bull drink, long hair. Long haired Red, Red Bull, Bull drinking, drinking daredevils. Daredevils. That's the word. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They they ended up coming around and they were stoked <laughs> with the with the sponsorship, but yeah. it was pretty funny. Yeah, the, the way they because Will's the only one of us who drinks Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. The, the rest of us don't even drink any energy drinks. True. <laughs> Stephen doesn't even drink caffeine. We, we I've started slowly reintroducing uh, caffeine in the format of tea. Isn't it I've nice? It's one of the yeah, best. I, things I remembered you can why do. people like caffeine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like very slowly and responsibly. I, I almost yeah. had a year off of caffeine. It was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I think that probably the most dangerous thing we did this summer was when we towed you. Oh, in the by go-kart. far. Oh, I for sure. To give the listeners an uh, example of what was going on that day, uh, perfect recipe for disaster. Ethan wasn't working, <laughs> and us three were all together starting a new project. Perfect recipe. No, I, w- I was working. Visit. I was just in the shop. Working yeah, on he stuff. was in I the shop. Pro- I wasn't we participating were in your shenanigans. Supervised. It's when we finished the go kart that you were that, that I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I was thinking. I guess the way my brain works is not let's do this the safest, most common sense way. <laughs> it's I mean, like, none of us our brain works yeah. that way. But it's like, how can we have the most amount of fun moving the go kart will bought? 50 feet to the garage. Well, and to be the most entertaining. And your idea was great. I just didn't know you guys were going to actually go full throttle. I was kind of saying oh. that for the cameras. I'm like, hit it full throttle, man. I didn't think you guys you would did listen. Tell, you told me <laughs> to tell Edwin, hit it full throttle. So yeah. I think we've already talked about this. Maybe it was in the video, but I just can't believe that all the things Steven, Steven, we call him Safety Steve. <laughs> He's by far the most concerned about safety out of all of us. Yeah. And is generally intimidated by the things we build and doesn't really want to ride most of them, which is fair. Most of the stuff we build is suicidal, and Steven doesn't have the experience drive. But he chose to sit in this go-kart and be towed with Will driving? Or Edwin? Me. With Edwin, Edwin driving, driving the K-truck and just, like, with no control over his situation whatsoever, just sits in a go-kart being yoinked around the yard. I had yeah. some semblance of steering for part of the time. Yeah, but that's not control because no. if they choose to do something, you're just you're along for the ride. Connected. Yeah, well, and they yeah. chose to do a lot of things because yeah. I thought we were going to go, like, fast for the straightaway and turn and go into the garage. 
And then you guys turned the opposite way <laughs> yeah. out the driveway and then hit it even faster. And I was like, yo, We yo. did the whole entire <laughs> rally track and the go-kart is a race go-kart, not an off-road go-kart. No it has suspension. About an inch of ground clearance. Half a LaCroix can width. Uh, See that wink? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was good product <laughs> placement yeah, right there. <laughs> I'm just showing the people what we could do. But that's how tall it is. It's about half this can sideways. Not very tall. And there's these giant roots on the rally track and rocks. And so I kind of babied it at first. And Steven was like, oh, yeah, this is fine. And I was like, okay. So I did the rally track as fast as I was comfortable as a driver of a six-wheel drive <laughs> fully independent suspension vehicle. I could not escape. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. And there was a six-year-old here. Finn? Yeah, Finn's How really cool. He's like five or six. And this child knew that what we were doing was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> he basically said anything that Edwin or I came up with was a bad idea. Like he looked at the watercraft. Child. The project that should not be named. Why did you and even bring this up, Will? <laughs> None of us want to think about he it He looked ever at again. the watercraft and he said, what is that? He was like, that's not going to float. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, we should hire this kid we as a should. consultant. Yeah, mm -hmm. he could be a consultant. Yeah. But I did see we were onto something. Mm -hmm. Someone posted a YouTube video three months ago mm -hmm. of making a raft thing out of the same pipes that was a fishing thing that was a whole truck with full si truck size wheels and it floats it, it had about 300 times the tubing <laughs> though that you guys tried for the watercraft yeah. but the idea was solid the idea was tubes building an amphibious go-kart with stuff from home depot and those were the biggest tubes we could find at home depot yeah. uh, but you only put two of them it wasn't Executed well, which is <laughs> the, but the, the original concept was a good idea. Yeah, because we can man, still do it in the spring. Yeah, he went fishing. No, please, <laughs> no. This is our only <laughs> video ever, besides the electric tank that we didn't actually do. But the electric tank we still posted because we thought it was possible yeah. before we crafted, and we might still project. do that. Yeah. yeah, we might revisit that with a slightly different approach. So. I'm surprised how much we still get comments about that. The tank, yeah. yeah. I think the people that subscribed for that thing are the people. And we've been resurfacing a lot of it because of the electric go-kart series we've been doing. I think that that brings those people in that want to see, like, really fast electric stuff. Which well, the tank would be yeah. really cool. And when we originally posted it... Uh, it's a long time ago. It was years ago, and, and I don't think... For whatever reason, our audience was not as interested in electric stuff at that time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, that video did okay, yeah. but that I was think in general, now that all three of the world's fastest production cars are electric, I think that people are like, oh. Yeah, the perception's changed a lot yeah. in the last few years mm -hmm. because it, yeah, there's, at the time, like, electric was like, oh, yeah, there's Teslas and they're kind of fast, but it wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of... Um, performance stuff happening with electric vehicles yeah. yet. And now like there's a whole division, you know, there's formula E and there's like electric drift cars and there's electric yeah. and electric casts of the Le Mans and everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, so anyway, I also yeah, I think, think it's that changed a lot. people have realized you can like electric cars and still like internal combustion right. cars, which is the both. case for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
You can yeah. like both of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a either or. You can you can do both. They have their places and yeah. their their strong suits, you know. Oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll revisit the tank at some point. I think it would be a cool project to just be like one of those tiny little what do they call them? Uh ripsaw? Yeah, ripsaw. A miniature version yeah, of ripsaw. Like yeah, I mean that's what ripsaw I envisioned it sick. Yeah. There's actually somebody else on I assume YouTube and the internet who's built uh, there's a couple people who've built mini tanks. Um one of them's very small, like the s- same scale as ours. Um that uh, and he built like a metal tank body for it, but it's oh. it's very small, no suspension. Um and I think it's just powered by like a little like lawnmower style engine, you know, predator or something like that. Um, which it looks really cool and it looks like fun. Um and then there's another guy who built one that's a bathtub, which I really like. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> that is so cool. And he used snowmobile tracks, a snowmobile yeah. track on each side. The other one uses like, you know, those little like uh, electric or like powered wheelbarrow things with tracks. Oh, that yeah. He used like itty bitty little ones like oh, that. Oh, okay. So it's only like the track length is only like three yeah. feet long maybe. Yeah. But yeah, the, the bath tank, as he calls it, that thing is very nice. <laughs> Ethan hit me with an idea recently that I didn't think was possible for us. I have so much love for our 30 foot six by six limousine oh, no. truck <laughs> <laughs> and ethan was just kind of casually talking about something that really piqued my interest and he was like i don't know if it'll be worth doing the work to actually do it and i was like huh <laughs> it's so worth it well i mean Have the first step will this idea i, I don't know i don't if think will i've heard the, this the first idea. step it's of the process nice. to make it run again uh, what is the idea doesn't. yeah uh tracks on the on the on the oh okay yeah Yeah. i've heard this that is a very premium idea like not that i'd ever thought of it i just i thought of it actually i think i was talking to clinton maybe i was talking to somebody uh you know i was texting somebody and they were like joking they're like oh you should put tracks on it and like it's not that i hadn't considered that but because they mentioned it i was like okay so if we did that how would we do it and then i realized that it would actually be fairly I mean, relatively simple for a six-wheel drive vehicle. Because the problem with six-wheel drive and tracks is that the two rear tires are too close together to just bolt on normal, like, ATV-style add-on tracks. Uh, and they make those for even large trucks, like, even, even like, bigger than pickup trucks. They make them for service trucks and stuff to get out to, like, oil fields in the tundra and stuff. The problem is, if you have two rear axles that are nearly touching, there's not room for two sets yeah. of tracks. And... Like, for example, I wanted to put those tracks on the uh, K truck or put tracks on it. But they're so close together. Well, they're super close together, and you can do over tire tracks. It's super easy. You just put a track around the tire. But then that's not going to match up with the tires once it's on. Yeah, or you just unbolt them, put the track around, and then rebolt them. It doesn't need to be super tight. But that would match with the gearing of the front. Precisely. So the problem is that you could do that for the rear, but the front, you couldn't i mean you could build a custom track for the front set that would be geared the same but a normal atv bolt-on one which would just bolt right onto the front of that oh they're geared down because their drive wheel that drives the track is only like 11 inches 12 inches in diameter mm. how instead many, how of many say LaCroix cans would you say that is <laughs> uh <laughs> if you're stacking them up like two and some oh, change two and a half j- just for reference uh, yeah, for yeah. The people <laughs> so Anyway, the point is then that that is a gear reduction, and then the front tires would be driving significantly slower than the rears. And there are ways around that, but none that's easy. Like, you could put portals on the rear mm. sets and so then I, do over-tire tracks. Yeah. Because the other thing is they're also taller. Tracks are much taller than tires. 
in terms of like ground clearance. So it'd be all lean. It'd have some weird squat. The point is, it's not a simple situation. But what I realized oh. is that the rear of the limo is not doesn't run. It, I mean, it has the same problem, but there's a way around it because the rear axles on that do not move independent of each other. They move as a unit. Both rear axles are solidly bolted together with Which a big chunk of steel. Which is why it feels so nice on the highway. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, well, that might also have to do with the fact that it probably weighs like 15,000 pounds and it has True. stock suspension, so it's just kind of floating around. <laughs> it's um, like, a, uh, like a leapfrog game that never ends. Yeah. So, um, anyway, my idea for the rear is that because they move together, you could use the same drive wheels to drive the track as you would use on the front tracks, you just get a set of bolt-on tracks for the front, and then you use two of those drive wheels on the rear axle, one on each axle, and you would still have to build a custom track assembly, and you'd need a long track for it, but it's very solvable, and you'd end up with a situation that would have the same gear ratios and the same ground clearance and all of that, but the rear setup would have to be completely custom-built, and I don't even, like, the track that you'd need to go around both rear tires and have the, not suspension, but have the, like, extensions underneath it to make it tall. Yeah. I mean, probably a large, like a 174-inch snowmobile track might be big enough. I don't know. Like a mountain climbing sled? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a, we have a 174 laying in the scrap pile from that uh, Yamaha RX-1. We could just go out we there could mock it up. it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the limo would have to first actually run. And I think around here, at least, if we're in the Midwest or something, a lot easier. But it'd be a hard thing to find a place we could actually take it. Because yep. the groomers have such... Steep switch. Well, backs. what we'd have to do is take it somewhere that's not a groomed snowmobile trail. Yeah, that is like say going up toward Baldy, that where you guys did oh. the, where you guys did the hundred mile challenge. Yeah, like go. It's up not high elevation, but that uh, is a road that would be in deep snow, and you could show straight. it off. It w- it, yeah, most of it's straight enough that the limo could do it. You're right yeah. though; it would be it would be utterly useless. It would be purely <laughs> yeah, like trying 100% to go hundred percent for just entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said it's probably not actually worth, because it would take mm-hmm. an insane amount of de- effort still. It's just that it's, its problems are easier to solve than the ones on the K-Truck, because it has independent yeah. suspension in the rear, and they move separately mm-hmm. of each other. So. That's what's hard. We have way more ideas than we do time. Yeah. I mean, there's years of future. Mm-hmm. One day. We don't have to do them One all day. this year. Yeah. What do you think, <laughs> Stephen? Is it worth it? I mean, I think it's worth it if we can come up with a, like, reason and like a you know like an actual can, like can we drive to the north pole in our limousine no. Circum- maybe we could I mean, that's a reason. The north pole. Yeah. maybe we could like offer the people that do work on these oil rigs in the tundra like a ride take like 20 oil people out there <laughs> we don't have any oil rigs within like a thousand miles of us here so thousand road mile challenge trip, in a limo road, road <laughs> trip. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean it, it would like It'd be an entertaining project, but I don't know that it would be yeah. entertaining enough yeah. for the time spent. But anyway. Yeah. The 100-mile challenge was so much fun. I keep thinking of things we can do along those lines, but, like, I mean, way more extreme. The obvious one is the thing we bought things for last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said you wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Wait, I'm not Why following. We, I'm not either. How are you not following? We <laughs> bought two Humvees. Have you already oh, forgotten? <laughs> okay, okay, that. Yep. The things we bought last week. Oh, I don't know. The uh, like the exhaust for the no. Oh, the yeah. Humvees. I actually. We've only been talking about it for four yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get too excited about it, but I think I already <laughs> locked in a nice sponsorship for that. Ooh, nice. Oh, which, nice. Which one? 
I uh, I'll tell you guys. Later. Oh yeah, yeah. Just oh, in okay. case it doesn't happen, I don't yeah, want yeah. it on the podcast. All right. Uh, but yeah, that is super cool. I'm super looking forward. That's to gonna be the like 1500 mile challenge right there. Yeah, with blow by, blow by. Yes, it yeah. said blow by. Both Humvees have yeah. noticeable blow by. <laughs> so Ethan's been talking about buying Humvees since, I mean, way before Will and Steven were here, even. Yeah, like, I mean, so like three, four years probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really started talking about it seriously. Actually, pretty close to two years ago, like sh- somewhere around. I mean, I'd been talking about it before, but one of my bigger ideas around it, and what I got started getting more excited about it was, like around two years ago when we went to King of the Hammers the first time, mm. and I came up with the King of the Hummers idea. That was yeah. when I started talking about it really seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whole Humvee spec race. Yep. So we're also. Speaking of spec racing, my, my part of my inspiration for that was Cletus's um, Freedom 500, which we're going to be doing in a couple of months, where mm-hmm. you, everybody's in the exact same car. You're all in a Crown Vic, and it's a you know hundred lap race. It's an endurance thing. And I have a deep obsession with Humvees, so my thought yeah. was, this oh, is a genuine passion, a passion. Yes, this isn't like a trend that we saw going around that we thought we could get more views with. This right. is true. Love. Cause other people have done it and it's, we're not remotely inspired by what they did to be like, Oh, we should do that. Like you said, we're not trying to hop yeah. on a trend. It's just, we didn't even, well, for example, Weston did it. And I don't think either of us knew that he did that video until we were already talking about getting Humvees yeah. and started looking into it. And then we we're like, oh, this man already did this. And when we met him, he actually tried to strongly talk us out of doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's like, like that's that a terrible why. idea. Humvees are so bad. <laughs> he's like, this is the worst car ever why made. Why do you like Humvees, actually, Ethan? I don't know if so, I've ever known. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. We'll go back to the oldest, most original reason. Mm. And that's that there was... The first racing game I ever played, video game, on the computer when I was, I don't know, 10 or 12 years old. This has started a long yes. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> this is just the, this is just a little bit of background. Like, okay. I didn't, I didn't, you know, it wasn't, this is the nostalgia part of it. So, it was called, I think it was called 4x4 Test Drive Off-Road or something like that. Sounds like a nice game. It was good. It was good. But all the cars were stock. They weren't, like, modified trucks. They were just, like... The Nissan Xterra was in there, which at the time that was like a brand new thing. <laughs> you remember it had that weird offset yeah, lumpy thing on that the tailgate? Is a like weird as, car. <laughs> as a teenager, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, but the best and weirdly, I think one of the first cars you could get in the, or maybe it was, I don't know, that was 20 something years ago. But one of the best cars you could get in the game was a Hummer H1. So the civilian model of mm-hmm. Humvee, which is the same thing, just with better paint and interior yeah. and a hard top. So and that's in- interior. Period. Exactly. An interior <laughs> at all. Yeah. And, and doors. Nice. So, you know, nice. that's classy. anyway, that's, that's probably where my love for Humvees started because it was just a really cool car in the game. Um, but then, you know, jumping forward to like my actual obsession with Humvees, it comes from basically the fact that they're, they're incredibly affordable right now because they're the military's auctioning off all of them eventually. I mean, not all at once, but they're getting rid of all of their Humvees because they're getting the new JLTV to replace it. And so they're very, very cheap. And But the real reason is because they're in independent suspension front and rear, and they're oh. extremely heavy duty, and they do suck. Like, everyone I've ever talked to, I mean, my wife's in the Army, like, lots of my friends have been in various branches of the military, and they've all driven them. They're like, they're absolutely terrible. But that's because they're built for war. But weirdly, they have a huge amount of potential. They have portal axles. 
from the factory Pretty on nice. all four corners. OEM cool. portal yeah. axles. They have independent suspension all the way around, and it's terrible because it's designed to carry like 12 dudes, all of their guns and armor, and be armored itself. Yeah. So they have incredibly stiff suspension for carrying all that weight. But if you take out that crap suspension and put in some good coilovers, there's potential for a ton of travel and a really nice ride while mm-hmm. also having an insane amount of ground clearance due to the portals. Like, a stock Humvee has, like, there more ground clearance under the center than, than probably any stock vehicle you could buy, period, because they don't, the diffs are all inboard. So, I also have a deep obsession with independent suspension and a, and a lifelong vendetta against solid axles. Um, <laughs> not in all cases, just in general. Anyway, so, but the point is, like, I want to take a Humvee and make it what it could be. You know, not what it is. Like, they look really cool. And everybody, mm-hmm. like, anybody who's seen one probably is like, wow, look at that. That looks cool. Because it's like, it's a, you know, it's a military That's yeah, different. Truck. It's wide. It's super and wide. Cool. And the wheelbase isn't actually that much wider than a big truck. It's just the body they are just wide. super yeah. wide. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's, my obsession really got out of hand when I realized how affordable they were and that you could buy, yeah. like, three of them for the price of a side-by-side. And then that's why I thought of the spec racing thing. Cause I was like, okay, so like off-road racing is something to be really cool to get into, but most versions of it are just completely unattainable. Like the most attainable one is side-by-sides, but you're still starting with a 30, $40,000 machine. And then you have to do all the safety modifications to fit your class. And they cost so much money to keep going. Like, they oh yeah. Every constantly. time you race, you're breaking <laughs> axles, shocks, whatever. Like, and that's racing in general, but yeah, the, so that and that's the most affordable type of off-road racing. I mean, except maybe class eleven in the Baja, where you're driving a stock Volkswagen Beetle, but <laughs> that yeah. doesn't exactly appeal. <laughs> that appeals that. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say we should do that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that sounds that. very yeah. fun. <laughs> I mean, you still have to have all the safety modifications oh, and stuff, like but you start with yeah, class eleven uh, is you take a stock Beetle, mm-hmm. old old Beetle, obviously not new Beetle. Can you at least get like different tires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You upgrade, you're allowed to upgrade the tires and like put better shocks and, you know, skid plates and light bars and all of that. Oh, but you're that not allowed to, cheating. you're not allowed to modify yeah, the engine or suspension, meaning you can't change the geometry. Oh. You can put different shocks that are just bolt on shocks, ah, but, you, but can't you can't add travel. You can't change them. the geometry. You can't, uh, you can't bore out the engine. You can't turbo it. So it's like, it's basically mm. stock plus safety. And durability. is there a stock plus turbo? I think that's what Will and no. I could get behind. <laughs> and what I was just about to say, um, we should create a class called Stock Ten, and it's just Chang Lee's that you can like upgrade a <laughs> yeah. little bit. Yeah, that'd be yeah. pretty nice for the Baja One Thousand. Yeah, Baja One Thousand really Chang nice. Lee Stock. Unfortunately, 10. there's a 24 hour time limit for the Baja One Thousand. If you don't complete it in 24 hours, oh. you don't finish. How so many batteries would you need? Just have a little pit crew swap, swap your batteries. Hot swap your batteries bam. every mile. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we'd go through in a battery sand? a mile in the oh, sand. It would Maybe it. even yeah. half a mile. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you'd be at race speeds, whatever yeah. that means for a Chang Lee. That's a solid walking pace. <laughs> That's pretty fast. You could fast. have a truck just full of like a couple hundred batteries. Following you. Right next to you, yep. like just in low gear without any throttle, just... <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. So it's anyway, not any different than trying to drive a golf cart across the desert. It, it's actually slower than a golf cart. Yeah. Well, it is sealed fully. It is. It's an enclosed golf cart. That's basically what it is. It's so beautiful. I got like a tear to my eye. Like I was like not here for a couple days, and I just walked in and saw it, and I was like, wow. You even <laughs> texted me something about that. You're like, 
just the priorities in life, man. It's like sparkling waters, and it's like Chang Lee's. <laughs> yeah, because you sent him a couple of pictures of it for a reference image for the merch. Yeah. Oh, on. yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, that's turning out Places really good. you can't even... Wait, do you have something you can show us? Uh, Actually, I don't. Oh. But... Oh. Well, then what do you mean it's turning out really good? He just told me it's turning out good. Oh. He hasn't oh. shown oh. me. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so in someone's opinion, it is turning out pretty good. Yeah, uh-huh. I... I have faith that, you know, you can't have a picture of that as a reference image and make a bad graphic. Yeah. That's true. Places you can't even walk. Like That's when Steven posted on Instagram yesterday, I was like, you know what? I just can't wait until someone can't walk there. <laughs> and then we go there with the <laughs> Chang Lee anyways. Like, you know that waterfall feature we did at Moab? That um, was like a straight up wall that the Tacoma like squealed tires all the way up. Like, was it, the, like, the one of the first big obstacles we did? Or I'm trying to think of which. It's, like, a thing. It's, like, straight up. It's completely black from people's tires. Mm. Oh, the one where we drove into, a, into like, the hole and then back out? No, or? not that one. It was, like, we did this whole trail, got to the top of this thing, and it was just a straight-up wall. But Man, why am I not remembering? I was anyway. thinking of places that I couldn't walk, and that's definitely one of them. I think if you need to get onto like all fours and rock climb, that's not. Walking. They're not walking anymore. So, so if we if can just crawl up it, so that. if 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 we do everything right, it could. But here's the problem: your two goals are mutually exclusive. You want that thing to wheelie, yeah, and you want it to go up that wall in Moab that you can't even walk. Mm. Those yeah. cancel each other out. And I can't walk a wheelie. Well, that's oh, not that's my point. Nice. My point is, if you wanted to be able to go up things like that, you need all the weight you can get in the front. Because yeah. that thing has a wheelbase of like four feet long. It's not yeah. stable front to back. But as it sits right now with the wheels like in on the front and the wheels out and big on the back, like yeah. it'll probably do wheelie. Then we'll swap the front out. Yeah, and then the front will get a lot of weight when we yeah. do four link in the that's front. That's true. And it needs a bigger winch before we go to Moab yes. anyways. I, I was also just being silly. I, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Because it, I thought it was funny, yeah. you know, wheelies. And Yep, places you can't they even do. walk. Not quite the same you know, goals. I think doing a wheelie in the Chang Lee might be the pinnacle of my life. Also, we were talking about Humvees. Now, why are we talking about the Chang Lee? <laughs> I wasn't done talking about Humvees. <laughs> well, the thing with the Chang Lee is, is like, you know how people have like midlife crisis, like when they're like 50, because they're like, oh, like, what is a midlife crisis? Like, like I didn't follow my dreams. And I didn't like, follow my yeah. dreams. Yeah. So you got to accomplish yeah. them. Really but then quickly. you know how, like, artists like Justin Bieber, like, accomplished their dreams so early and then they're kind of depressed and that's their midlife crisis, even though he's not 50 yet? Yeah. I think when I do a wheelie in the Chang Lee, like, I might get depressed because <laughs> oh, you'll never no. be able to top that. <laughs> like, it's like I did it, you know? Like, uh -huh. all my dreams. <laughs> Well, that's pretty easy to accomplish dream, really, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Just yep. a $1,000 car that can do a wheelie. Well, it's well, not it's a $1,000 $1, car, car anymore. Also, oh, you can't actually year. get one for $1,000. You pay that price, and then you have to yeah. pay, like, quadruple that to get it shipped and imported and all the fees yeah. and the sales tax. And the That's what I was thinking about. What if we just drove a boat to China, just filled it up with Chang Lee's for a couple and of grand? And then drove it You'd back. You'd still have to do all the importing stuff illegally import the Chang Lee. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to end up <laughs> indicted and in prison. That's this a great way for you to lose your responsibility mustache. Well, oh. You know how when you're flying back from a place and it says, do you have anything to claim? And you can just say no. It's kind of like that. 
they'd ask us, do you have anything to claim? And we'd no. say no. And we'd have like You're a in a giant boat. They're going to search it. Oh. And then you're going to get arrested for <laughs> smuggling because they're going to assume that if you're trying to smuggle in these terrible cars that are worth <laughs> nearly nothing, they're going to assume there's something... <clears throat> much more valuable in those cars <laughs> oh, that you're no. also trying to smuggle. And they're going to disassemble your entire no. fleet of Changlis to find your more valuable substances. Yeah. And they're also going to think we're on valuable substances because we'll be so stoked. We'll be going around exactly. the These things go places you can't even walk, They're going to think that you're on the substances that you're trying to <laughs> smuggle and that you're trying to throw them off by being excited about it's just it's I watched a, a great like little YouTube documentary there's these people that build like kind of cool submarines like a kind of submarine I want to build <laughs> oh no and they go <laughs> across the ocean and them and they s- bring things to other countries that they shouldn't be but their submarines are pretty cool so we could put like <laughs> four Changlis in the submarine float over drop them off well you're talking go back. about Emulating international drug dealers. Oh, <laughs> drug smugglers. But those submarines are really cool because they don't actually have to work very well and they kind of float under the water, like just above the surface. Like just below the surface. Well. Really? Yeah. So it's I just was to like, avoid detection. So that they, I've, wow. I've also heard about it. It's this. a submarine I could make. All, I was cool. thinking simplest design take a propane tank, cut a hole in it. And we know what lower the me propane inside. tank is rated for pressure. Yeah. Just Do not encourage this man to build a submarine. <laughs> like a little one. Yeah, a little one that floats just below the surface a little bit, you know? Yeah, so, so if anything happened, we could just bring you back yep, up. And bring me right out. Yeah. I mean, uh, submarines can go places you can't even walk. <laughs> That's there true. You go. Turn the Chang Lee into a submarine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can talk about Humvees again. Yeah. I just, you know, <laughs> I just saw it there and like... <laughs> If there was a Humvee there, then maybe I could have kept talking about them a little bit longer. Yeah, well, there will be soon. We yeah. don't know how long the paperwork <coughs> takes. Yeah. Uh, they said up to 65 days, so that'd actually be pretty ideal because be a little warmer. Be in the middle of winter while we're trying to ride road trip yeah. them home. So the first one we got is a four-door truck, non-turbo, yep. <laughs> and uh, soft top. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> it's... Excuse you, Bjorn. <laughs> Bjorn this dog just sneezed can. right in Stephen's microphone. <laughs> or is it right in your face? <laughs> no, it was just kind of like between oh, okay. us. Yeah. So we got this bad girl for 5100 bucks. Yep. And it just has a lot of blow-by is what it says. Well, three stars blow-by. I don't know what that oh, means. Oh, yeah, there was little <laughs> stars. <laughs> yeah. What I don't think it was three stars. Next oh. the, 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 the three stars are just like the quality of the thing. I like it. It's like three stars. Blow by. Yeah. I'm like, what's that mean? That's so, why it's not four stars, man. Yeah. So, I mean, that just means that the engine's a little tired, but yeah. we don't plan on keeping the engine in either of them. Yeah, they're pretty term. terrible yeah. engines. Um, yeah, I mean, I especially heard. the non... Well, they're all they're all terrible engines. They're, they're six and a half liter non-turbo diesel V8 that makes, like, no horsepower. Mm. Um, the turbo one makes, like, mm. a little bit more horsepower, but yeah. they're and still... And you were saying that... Wow, Bjorn. Bjorn has to be part of the podcast. He's like, he has opinions on the Humvees. He does. He's excited. This Humvee, though, we bought him in California. That's where the auction was. It's the closest auction to us, kind of. And so we're going to road trip them back. But what we were thinking is this is going to be Grindhard's first LS swap. I think so. I've thought a lot about it, and I can't think of a better engine to put in there just in terms of like you're replacing a V8 with another V8 that's way lighter way more power, 
and it just seems like the right thing, you know? I mean, we could put something weird in there, like a 2JZ or something, but, like, that would be more difficult to fit, yeah. heavier, like, more expensive. Harder to tune. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I've never been, like, against LSs. It's just that in most cases, LS swapping something is just the obvious normal Everyone thing does Everyone LS does swap. And if we're road tripping this bad girl across the country or whatever, we could just go to a regular auto parts store and get... A water Anything. pump or whatever. Right, exactly. Parts availability. Yeah, it yeah. just makes sense. I do actually want this thing to be, like, daily drivable. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't, I don't know what we'll do with the second one yet. Maybe we'll just start, we'll just yeah. acquire more over time and actually do the Humvee spec racing thing. Your truck but is just going to be, like, off in a corner of the property. Like, do I still have a truck? I don't know. I've been driving the Humvee, man. Uh, Especially <laughs> if it has an LS in it. We'll make it uh, a lot. You but know what we ought to do? Will and I LS swap a Chang Lee while you LS swap the Humvee. <laughs> oh I think you mean Chang Lee swap an LS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be That's terrifying. The, the causation runs the opposite direction yeah. there. Oh, I good. still think we need to do that paintball war, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So back to that idea a little bit. Like that, you know, you were saying doing a wheelie in a Chang Lee would complete your life. I don't know that it was quite, that's quite how I'd phrase it, but I think that if we could actually have an event where we had like, I mean, however many of our own or what, however it works in terms of who owns the Humvees, but if we could have a whole fleet of Humvees doing an endurance off-road race with all of our friends and, you know, spectators and everything, that would be, that would be pretty Very cool. fun. Like, I do want to build one of them to be like long travel, really good suspension, you know, LS swap, make it, make it nice. But I also think just stock Humvees just bashing into each other on a course where you got jumps and rocks and mud and then also paintballs. Why not? Cause you could just have your passengers <laughs> like paintballing that could be the, each like, other. Extra event too. Yeah. We could have multiple events. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have lots of, you'd yeah. have like different challenges and like, you know, you'd have a winch on there so you could winch through obstacles and stuff and whatever. There'd be all, you know, there'd be the hill climb competition and the mud bog or what. I don't really care about mud bogging, but like, whatever events there are. And then, yeah, then there could be a paintball war. And they're about as affordable as a crown Vic. Which is crazy. I mean, pretty well, not quite as. I was looking on the market like Crown really? Vicks used to be super cheap when I was in high school. Now they're like well, really. We can expensive. probably thank Cletus for that because he's buying like buying them by the All dozen. All these for kids are <laughs> buying Crown Vicks and they're like five grand now. So oh, okay, they so yeah, like they're hundred dollar the cars when I was. They That's are actually wild. about the same price as when I was a boy. They were twelve hundred bucks when you were a wee lad. Yeah, but yeah. But you just you just can't come close to what you get for the money with a Humvee. You get yeah. also they have limited slip differentials front and rear, which isn't quite lockers, but it's the next Whoa. best thing. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. Limited slip diffs. They have inboard brakes, which is not really a plus because that's just a huge pain to like like the Jag that we. But it is less rotating mass. Exactly, right? it's less rotational mass, less unsprung mass. I mean, they're just they're just a cool piece of engineering that's like very underappreciated because of. How, what they all you know what yeah. they're used for the war connotation kind of ruins the vibe oh, remind me to show you guys and or we can put a picture of it up here for people watching but uh i saw a slammed humvee we were talking about doing that maybe at some point i've lost interest in it because i've seen a bunch of other people do it and it looks kind of crap but there was one that was a six wheel oh yes. slammed humvee I two rear axles i don't think it's actually six wheel drive it's probably just rear wheel drive but yeah yeah, with a Hellcat in it. That one's very yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's also why I don't care about doing it anymore because that person did so much better of a job and so much more hardcore than I would ever do for a slammed Humvee. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't <laughs> compete. They, yeah. they have that title. Yeah, that, that one has cool. a wing too. It does have a wing. It's, it has a it's wing. It's actually made out of an aircraft wing. Really? Yes. 
Wow. Um, I didn't see the how it was built. I just saw it roll out of a parking lot, yep. and I was like, nice. I didn't watch like a how it was built or anything. It just whatever post I saw about it mentioned that it had an aircraft wing for a wow. wing. That's pretty but. dang cool. But I think the fire's dying, so we got to run. My Tune toes in are next Monday for the Scent and Bent podcast. We have some really good things coming up. You're not going to want to miss it.